Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Sprint to Profit for Amazon Sellers podcast. It's Kirsty and Isaac from Real Coaching here again to help you get some invaluable insights about how to succeed long term on Amazon by creating a cash generating business that puts money back into your pocket instead of flying out the window. And this week, we're actually going to be speaking with Christian Salza, who is the managing director for global expansion at Berlin Brands Group about some of the ins and outs about how Amazon sellers are selling off their brands to well-funded and organized companies who will purchase them and elevate their brands to new heights and to see what it takes to get a favorable evaluation for you as a brand owner. That's right. So welcome, Christian. Thanks for coming on today and talking to us. Welcome also. And thank you for, thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. So before we're going to jump into all that cool stuff about what you guys do and how you can help Amazon sellers get, you know, sell their business for a great valuation, we'd like to hear a little bit more about you, your story. You know, how did you actually start in this space and then how did you become part of Berlin Brands Group? Yes, I'm happy to 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 um, lose a couple of words about it. So my career actually started um, selling toothpaste. So I started my career at Colgate Palmolive and I, I liked sales and marketing. So I'm actually a consumer marketing uh, guy and uh, actually early in my career, I had the pleasure to also work in the US and selling to Walmart. And I was quite um, uh, happy to be that young and be selling to one of the largest accounts. And what we learned there was that, you know, data is very important to be successful. So I, I incorporated that very young in my career. Uh, but I also remember uh, that, you know, every time we needed to learn something from the consumer, we, uh, we had to do a lot of uh, yeah, studies. And it was complicated to get consumer studies, which products they look at. And then I eventually made it to New York and uh, and become uh, you know headquarter uh, guy um, at young age. And my wife used to work for Fresh Direct, and she had all this internet data and all this consumption data. I said it's much better to work for e-commerce company; they have much more data. And um, so eventually, I left Colgate, uh, ran, moved back to Germany, ran a European business unit for a big um, electronics company. Uh, for some time, uh, also with lots of internet sales, but then eventually I made the switch to e-commerce. And yes, that's why I'm, why I'm also part of the e-commerce community now. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Yeah. So you and I may have been competitors at some point because I actually worked for GlaxoSmithKline and worked on Sensodyne, McLean's, Aquafresh, all <laughs> yes. those other brands. Yeah, so yes, definitely competitors. <laughs> definitely competitors, right. Yeah. So you, get, you were shrinking my shelf space. Yes, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's great. Yeah, cool. So just kind of letting people kind of know people, what does Berlin Brands Group actually do? What's kind of like your main focus when you're looking for Amazon brands to buy? And we we talked about this right before, but are you guys specifically only looking for European brands based, you know, because you guys are based in Europe? Yeah, so Berlin Brands Group is actually, uh, it's this company that was started in Berlin about 15 years ago. Uh, we have been profitable since then, um, but we are a global company. You know, we have not only global employees, we have uh, we speak 25 different languages, I believe. Uh, we have uh, people from all over the world, and we also have offices, you know, in Europe, in Istanbul, um, in Asia, as well as in the United States. Um, so we consider ourselves a global company, and that's also how we how we like to think. And um, you know, if you so so my role also as managing director of global expansion is to make sure that you know we continue to grow outside of Germany and outside of our 
of our core market. So, so definitely a global company. And uh, we also hire people around the globe, actually. So we do have a global hiring uh, policy. So you can pretty much work anywhere, uh, live anywhere and work for BBG. Nice. And in regards to like what kind of Amazon sellers uh, we're trying to acquire, um, they can also be uh, living or based out of anywhere, as long as the, you know, the, the brand and the, the products that they are selling is successful. And, you know, one of the, one of the Amazon or, or, or even in the standalone, uh, you know, own shop kind of uh, universe, you know, so we are looking for brands who, who are unique, who are successful, and, and where we are convinced that we can scale them uh, globally. Awesome. Yeah, that's interesting, because I think, um, you know, it feels like that this space has kind of exploded in the last couple of years. I'm sure, you you know, it's interesting that you guys have been around for 15 years. And I think a lot in this space, what we tend to see is that when people are looking to sell their business, is that a lot of people in this space are not looking for businesses that are too complex, i.e. that are not in other markets other than the U.S. market. So it's interesting that you guys are based in, in Germany and that, uh, you know, you're able to deal with not only sellers that are based in different countries, but I'm, I'm assuming also different um, brands that have different marketplaces. So you have buyers essentially that can match to those types of businesses that have grown through market expansion. What kind of goals do you, you guys have? You know, what are you trying to, how many are you trying to acquire each month? Do you have like a goal that you're looking for um, and the type of businesses that you're looking for? Um, yes, so so we want to grow fast. So that's also it's reflected in our own goals. Um, I can tell you that we are acquiring right now between you know one and two brands uh, a week, uh, and this is the space, the pace that we you know have been able to to achieve so far. But we also you know want to continue to grow even in that perspective. So we do have a very successful platform in Europe already. You know, it's you should know that we are doing generating more than four hundred. Um, it did more than 400 million US dollars last year. We have a run rate of um, you know, almost 800 million this year. And, and so we, are, we, are, we have a platform uh, that can scale and that has proven to be scalable. We have our own logistics infrastructure, et cetera. So, so we really um, yeah, have the opportunity to bring new brands onto our platform, which has been proven to be successful. We have also uh, links with different marketplaces and different shop systems. And it's very easy for us to onboard, you know, additional brands. And that's why, you know, we have been optimizing this process over the last few months also and to, to further optimize it and, and also automate it. And, and that's why we can do this um, uh, so fast because we do have, a, you know, a platform already, uh, you know, starting with, you know, technology, but, but also, you know, stopping with logistics, infrastructure, warehouse space, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, all this is there. So, so we have very ambitious goals. We want to become, uh, you know, the number one acquirer in, in Europe. I think we are probably the number one acquirer. So we definitely want to maintain that. And uh, we want to become one of the top um, Amazon acquirers around the world. And, and I think um, the advantage that we have is that we have already connection to, to actually, we, we are based or we're selling in 28 different countries right now. And we are connected to about 100 different shops. Uh, so marketplaces in different countries uh, and shops in our own shops. So whenever you take an item, especially somebody that is super successful in the US who may have sold just in the US and potentially Canada, you know, to two countries and maybe just an Amazon, so two, two countries and one marketplace, you know, we can say, hey, come to our platform and we immediately push you to 28 countries and 100 different shops on marketplaces. You know, that's the potential 
um, that we that we can can leverage, and that's what we really try to accomplish. Nice. So, I have a kind of a two part question here because the first thing is that obviously as an independent brand owner, I always want to know like how is this going to play out in terms of like competitiveness ongoing with, uh, you know, obviously, you know, mergers and acquisition companies coming in and buying up all these brands and then saying, you know, anyone that's kind of left out there is going to have to compete against these gigantic firms. Now, do you think that's going to kind of be the, the kind of growing trend is that Amazon might be dominated by these mergers and acquisition firms such as yourself in a few years where there's not going to be as many independent brand owners, or do you think that it's kind of a good thing in the sense that, you know, brand owners have something to aspire to where they can actually build a brand, sell it off, and then actually maybe restart the process again. I think it's it's actually uh, exactly how we said it's going to be a combination of both. So I do think there will be a consolidation. I do also believe that it's getting more and more difficult to actually become an Amazon seller and also to become a successful Amazon seller because it just becomes very crowded and, you know, and and the tricks and the content that you need to generate, the, the, the ability to operate all these different marketing tools and, and understanding of all these uh, unique systems um, is going to be uh, you know, higher and higher. And so you're, 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 you're starting to compete uh, with people who have experts in every little area, content, writing, logistics, cost optimizations, branding. So I think as an individual person, you know, unfortunately, the, it's going to be getting rougher and more difficult. So I think... That is something that we'll see. And, um, but I do believe that the market is big enough that we still have a very fragmented market, that we don't have few people dominating it. I still think there's you know, so many different products and so many different categories out there that probably there will be some categories where, you know, similar to when you go to a supermarket where you see that you know, it's owned by you know, toothpaste, you know, four or five different categories, uh, category leaders around the world. Um, but I don't, I don't see that um, uh, you know, in, in Amazon. But as an as an you know individual, if you are doing this successful and you have your system, uh, it is actually a very big opportunity for you because you can. And this is what we see with a lot of people who are we are talking to. They're actually doing this. You know, they're they are looking to us to sell their brand, and they already have their next idea. You know, they're entrepreneurs. You know, so they never stop. You know, and and, and that passion of building something and driving something and. And you can't stop that fire, you know? So, so they're gonna find a new idea and they're gonna use their expertise and to start it all over again. And we have brand owners where we actually, sometimes, you know, we buy, acquire the entire business. And sometimes, you know, I, just yesterday I had a, a negotiation with some people and I said, you know what, and they, 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 we could feel in the negotiation, they really loved this one brand that they just newly started, you know? They said, okay, you know, keep it, you know? That's your new base, you know? So we took the other stuff. They were happy. We Everybody has a better deal, you know? So, nice. and, uh, and uh, so, so I do believe that there's a lot of people out there who are motivated by that and, and, and to do it more. And we also see a lot more younger people coming in uh, uh, also who are super smart, who are, who are just seeing this opportunity and like really digging hard. Uh, and 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 are starting this and also super successful. So so it's quite an interesting dynamic. I was just going to say, I think you know, it's one of those things. You know, I'm I'm going to be 40 this year, and if you would have said, hey, you know, when you were in college, could you start an e-commerce brand or e-commerce business? That that wasn't really even a possibility back then, right? So you couldn't have even planned to do that. Like there wasn't anything out there that said this was a legitimate way to do business or a legitimate way to make money and build a career. Now it's like, it's so proven that so many people have done it. 
that yeah. it is legitimately a way that you can actually go out and, you know, say, Hey, look, I don't have to work for somebody for 40 years and then retire. I can do things on my own terms. Exactly. It's, it's, it's an amazing opportunity. And if you think about it, I talked to, 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 to also the founders who have been there longer uh, around, you know, some have started on eBay, you know, but some also actually started with their own shop system. You know, that was complicated. You know, yeah. you didn't have any standard shop system like Shopify where you can plug in. You had to develop, you know, you have to hire developers who do it. And then you had the web shop, but then nothing worked on logistics side, you know? So you had to find, you know, fulfillment providers, uh, you know, uh, make your contracts with UPS or FedEx or whoever. And that was, that was painful, you know? And, and, and a lot of these companies, actually e-commerce companies also in Europe, same as in the US, they actually lost money at the beginning. Right. So, so if you, if you want to do that as an individual, you're like, you need to have deep pockets and a very long breath uh, in order to do so. Now you have <laughs> Shopify, you have Amazon, you have fulfillment provider, you have, you know, you podcasts who can help people to, to learn more and, and, and to, to, to educate themselves. So I think it's much, much easier to do it now. And, and I think that's why also so, so many people do it so, so successfully. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous how easy it is, really. You know, you just have to have the right mindset to be able to dive in and do it. And I think, you know, we were talking about, um, are these guys going to dry up? And I think for you guys, you don't want them to dry up, right? You want the right people to start the business because then you want to be able to come in at that point when they're ready to do something different. Or maybe we want to say take some cash off the table and start a new one. And it can be this symbiotic relationship, right? So you want, kind of want those great people that keep coming back. Um, so when you're looking for businesses, you know, who's your ideal business? Like, what do you want to see um, in terms of maybe the type of entrepreneur, maybe uh, the type mm -hmm. of business they've created and when they want to kind of cash out? Who's, I'm sure you've got different people on different spectrums, but who would be your bullseye? Yeah, so there, there's actually all kinds of different people. I can confirm that. You have the young <laughs> and the old, the one with five SKUs and the one with 500. Um I think at the end of the day, what we are looking for is when we let's say if we if we simplify it and we say what do we look for as an for, for an Amazon seller because the direct to consumer has a little bit different KPIs, um, you know, in terms of customer retention, uh, customer acquisition cost, uh, lifetime uh, value. So it's a little bit more complicated on the direct to consumer side. But on an Amazon uh, account, what we're looking for is really like strong, you know, Amazon listings, uh, strong reviews. Um, I always uh, tell my team, you know, we're looking for high productive SKUs. You know, we're looking for, for, for an SKU, for stock keeping units, an, an item um, that, that uh, can uh, generate a lot of sales, you know, just one, one specific product. So the ideal cases are cases where we have, you know, 20, 30, maybe 100 SKUs. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we really have sellers that do, they have 15 SKUs and they do 40, 40 million in sales. You know, that exists, you know, and that is, that is amazing, right? So you have two suppliers, no complexity, you know, a lot of sales, a lot of reviews, easily scalable internationally. So this will be an ideal target. But how many of those are around? Not so many. So, of course, we are we're buying smaller ones and bigger ones. And um, I, I guess what we're really looking forward is, like, it's, it's an interesting category, of course, it has it has to be sustainable. So, so we, for example, do not engage in, in fashion products, fashion type products. So, something where we are not sure if that trend will stay 
still you know on next year so so this is something that we that we don't do um, but other than that we're pretty much looking for at many countries many different categories we also don't do food or anything that's perishable um, but uh, besides that uh, we're, we're pretty open because we are serving so many different categories uh, right now but um, yeah the seller great portfolio great amazon real estate uh, obviously ideally also prepared for growth you know, so so in, in you know sometimes, you know I, I see and talk to founders who say, you know what, I believe you know I doubled last year and I'm gonna double this year, you know, and then we check the inventory and they ordered for double, you know, so good, you know, so and we have the other founders who say I'm gonna triple this year, and when we look at the inventory, they bought the same as last year, you know, so 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 you know. These are the things yeah. that are kind of also an indication of, you know, how, how much do they believe themselves in the plan that they are actually putting forward. Yeah, awesome. And in terms of what what would the overview of the process be when you kind of got, when you go through evaluating the business itself, you know, what would you, you said that you can acquire them pretty quickly. So how do you work with people to do that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what, you know, uh, quite frankly, many people say that they can do it quite frankly, but uh, quickly. But at the end of the day, it is also a quick process, right? And, and I think some countries or co companies can do it faster. But I would consider us also being very fast, uh, given that we're doing this on a larger scale. So what we do is, first, we try to have a, a conversation with the owner and also understand the motivation, right? I think it's very important in a, in a conversation to to understand you know where do they come from and what what's really their, their ultimate goal do they want to continue afterwards they don't want to continue afterwards because if you come to differences you know as i just said you know with the guys that really fell in love with their one brand you know then then you find out um so after we have this let's say initial call um you know we we, we normally um uh, then we we sign an nda uh, some non-disclosure agreement so that means that everybody feels comfortable sharing more information that they also have the security that we don't take the information and run with it or do something uh, also that so we want to provide that safety comfort zone um, a feeling also also to the founder and, and i think that's also the fair and the right thing to do and then they, they get a questionnaire and uh, in the questionnaire there's about uh, 17 different questions uh, that we ask them to fill out and then we also ask for either you know seller board data or some kind of exports or you know some some kind of pnls so to prove some kind of you know data that we can see, and of course we can see from the outside also a lot of information. You know, so from the outside, as you know, there's you know we can have tools that look at you know reviews, ranking, turnover estimates, etc. So so we combine these two things, and then uh, very fast once we have received the information, we can put an offer together. Sometimes we have a question, you know, we we don't understand things, or you know then then it takes a couple of days longer. But normally this can go uh, super fast, and then uh, we we what we then do is we as we have our platform, we you know we, and the good thing is actually we, we do have also cost estimates and our own cost structure for for items that that we're already selling right. So and so we know how much is logistic cost, how much is all this kind <laughs> of stuff. So we put the items kind of on our platform. We act like we're putting them on our platform, and we run the model. And then we can see okay how much can we actually scale this brand. You know, in terms of you know countries, uh, marketplaces, uh, you know, and then we see the country mix, we see the logistic costs, and then we can say, okay, based on this and based on our growth assumption, this is you know kind of the value that we can put forward. 
you know, and 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 um, then it's literally within a couple of days they will get an offer, you know, and then uh, we start to negotiate the offer, right? And that also depends, but normally that goes pretty fast, uh, and then um, the the real due diligence starts, right? So so that's um, where we do have a kickoff call with the founder, kickoff call, walk them through. And there's normally five areas. There's you know commercial, so meaning like you know show me your product stuff, uh, and you know what what you're you actually selling. Then there's financing. Um, then there's IP. You know do you have the the brand that you're selling actually registered, and where is it registered? And we quickly cross check that. And then there's um, sometimes depending on you know the deal size, you know is it also is there some tech stuff or liability or product uh, quality stuff but it really depends on on the size of the business and, and the complexity but normally that goes pretty fast and then we start to when the lawyers start to talk you know then then the real contract comes uh, and the contract then is um is uh, being you know reviewed by the seller's lawyers and then you know uh, we pretty much sign pretty pretty soon after normally that takes about a week or 10 days when the lawyers speak to each other because normally both lawyers are pretty, pretty busy uh, and then we can go to the notary or depending on what and which country we are buying uh, we just sign the contract and then uh, we do the account transfer or the or the brand transfer on amazon and then the money flows already it goes pretty <laughs> fast actually that's yeah. pretty cool no we have uh, we have um, even in COVID times we have uh, founders who then come to berlin and, uh, you know, we go to the notary, we're all with masks, and then we sign, and then we go to the office, and then we have a beer, and then we <laughs> log on to Amazon, and then they hit the button and transfer the, transfer the brand registry, and then uh, we press the button and transfer the money. Uh, so that's it's, cool it's, it's, yeah it's good 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 pictures are happening in, in those that, moments. that feels like a, a James Bond smiling yeah, yeah that feels like a James Bond moment you know where they're like um, show the uh, the suitcase and goes press the button, Mr. Bond or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. So almost like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So with that said, then, I mean, are you transparent with that with that process? You know, you said that you kind of run it through your systems. And so then you're able to see the valuation from your perspective. I'm assuming that you know, the valuation is based on what the seller is currently doing now versus the future value, you know, what the future could be. Like, how does how does that work? Is that something that you guys kind of think about for you in terms of how? Yes. So we, we put both into the equation, right? And normally the, the, the offers are also structured in, in, in a way like that. So you normally have a, you know, you have an upfront part that comes immediately. And then there's also normally an, an earner part. Yeah. Okay. which is then based on you know future potential yeah and we do it we, we do it the same way you know it's i think this is mar common market practice we do it the same and of course the more potential we see on this item you know uh, you know threefold fourfold of what they're currently doing you know the higher the potential obviously is also uh, in the earn-up uh, but given you know we're now just starting to build our reputation in in the us but given we do have a you know long track record and, and, and we're known by the market and, and you know we're famous kind of kind of like anchor you know is in the us everybody knows anchor you know so 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 um uh, i hope you do <laughs> um at least in germany it's a big brand that everybody's referring to yeah. you know but um so people know no bbg they trust us and they also trust in our earnouts and uh, and then you know normally it's actually pretty it's not easy but let's say uh, there's there's very fast we reach a level of trust 
you know, that makes our negotiations a lot easier than probably other guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. I was just going to kind of ask that because, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I will. No, I'm joking. In terms of, say, someone's thinking about selling and they're kind of shopping around into, you know, who should I sell to? Uh, you know, most people, I think, want to make it easy as possible for them and also mm-hmm. get the great valuation. So how would you say that, I don't want to say that you compare, but how would you make it easy for people and maybe reach their result or their goals um, potentially better than anyone else i think you know i i've exited a company myself once also you know so and i think what's what's important is that you that you do the same thing and i said i tell this in, in other podcasts that we also do, do in germany sometimes we say you know what you have to do your due diligence also yourself right so it's not only the other party you know if you're doing an earn up like do the due diligence yourself too you know yeah. it's almost like when you're having a job interview you know Some people go to a job interview, they think they're being interviewed. No, interview the company. Like, are these the kind of people that you want to work with uh, going forward? So it goes both ways. And I think this is the advice that I like to give uh, founders. It says like, hey, you know, you're you're not just the one being looked at. Also look, you know, and see see what potential do you see? What kind of uh, uh, people are you actually dealing with? What kind of caliber do they have? What kind of expertise do they have? Do they speak your language? Do you trust them? Uh, with taking on your brand and scaling it to that level that they show you in this, you know, earn plan, you know, and if so, how are they going to do it? You know, if you were struggling to grow your business by two times consistently over the last four years and you got a COVID bump, how are they going to do it for the next four years if they show it to you? So ask them, what specific measures are you going to put in place to really make sure that I get my money that you put on here? And then um, most importantly is, like not only look at the price, but also look at the deal structure. You know, there are many different deal structures out there, you know, and and so some pay more upfront, some pay more on earn-up, but that's that's just a basic comparison, you know. Figure out the details, what's in the earn-up. You know, some have very harsh covenants, meaning r- rules in place that need to happen in order for you to see a penny. You know, if, yeah. you're, if, you're, if your revenue or your profit drops by, you know, more than 15%, you don't see anything. You know, while others are pretty much lean about it and they say, hey, I share, you know, percent of revenue. Or if they say, you know, I share percent of my profit, you know, Google Hollywood accounting before you sign this, you know, because, you know, in, in Hollywood back then, you know, they, 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 there were some actors that had profit sharing of movies and they, they booked all the fixed costs into the most successful movies and the actors didn't get anything, you know, so... Mm-hmm. So be careful what you're signing, you know, and and get good get good uh, support also from a from a from a legal perspective, you know. The reason why we are being able to negotiate so many deals at the same time is because we have good contracts in place. You know, we have a fair earnout structure in place, and I've seen others uh, where I would say I wouldn't sign, but you guys have to do that. You sell it, like please read carefully. Yeah. No, that's that's great. I think maybe a lot of people because it is it's a booming industry right now, and I think a lot of people have this when they even start a business right now. They're they're kind of coming into it with a frame of mind. Oh, I could sell this one day. Whereas back in the day, right, it was seven years ago. It's not that long ago. That was it. Wasn't even entering my head when I first started my Amazon business. Whereas I think now it's it's a lot more in the in the in the psychology of starting the business in the first place. Um, so I think, but it's really a good point that you that you raise there because I don't think a lot of people understand the different deal structures that are put in place. You know, you can have a portion now 
but then the rest, as you said, could be based on the growth that you guys are going to deliver. So therefore, as the seller, you want to be confident that they're going to deliver, right? Or whoever's going to deliver. Um, so I think that's very, very important. Um, as well as just feeling that you're in control. You're the one in control of your business. You're not being interviewed. So I like that analogy. So that's that's great. And it's up to you at the end of the day. Um, so I really like that. So thanks for kind of broadening that out. That was awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to add Berlin Brands Group to the show notes, obviously. Um, is there anything else that you would like to, you know, an insight that you've got for people in terms of when you're acquiring businesses or the types of businesses that you want to acquire that you might want to kind of give us before we kind of head off? No, I would only like to encourage potential listeners who are considering selling their brand, of course, also reach out to us. You know, we would be happy to, to welcome your brand in, in our BBG family. Uh, we are not only a successful company, but, uh, you know, we consider ourselves super passionate about building brands. So we are product people. You know, in our company, you find product people, not finance guys. There's a lot of teams has been, you know, finance M&A kind of people. We are product people. We love uh, what we do. If you, if you feel passionate about e-commerce and marketplaces and when we've been doing this all for 15 years and all the people that you talk to actually done it also. But like a lot of my counterparts are as long in e-commerce uh, as I've been. And yeah, so talk, talk to us, reach out to us, uh, you know, feel, feel, you know, we're happy to give you valuation and also feel feel free to reach out if you have questions you know and 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 you just want to understand more what does it actually mean taking my brand to europe you know don't be afraid to ask reach out you can find us on you know berlinbrandsgroup.com uh you can also contact me on linkedin christian salzer happy to happy to answer any questions that you may have brilliant thank you so much yeah, obviously, thank you for, for, you know, spending time with us today, Christian, and for all the great insights and strategies on how to prepare your business to sell to a larger buyer like BBG. So thanks for coming on today. You're welcome. And if you guys like what you heard today, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share our podcast with your friends who might get value out of it as well. Also, to get some absolutely free training on what it takes to have a successful business to fuel your lifestyle, head to GoTeamReal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. And bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to GoTeamReal.com for some absolutely free training.